0: This is Ellie, and you are listening to the Meat and Potatoes Tarot Podcast. Welcome to everyone, and welcome and a big thank you to all of my supporters on Patreon who are watching the video version of this podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the Hierophant, which is the fifth major arcana card in the Rider Waite deck. The Hierophant's a really important card. It's sort of the beginning of that bridge between the material world and the concept of there being something spiritual, something beyond what we can see and feel and what we know because we've we've been able to prove that it's fact. We got a hint of this with the second major arcana card, which is the High Priestess. Um, The magician had an awareness of his conscious self but the high priestess, which is his complementary card, um, because they kind of work in partnership there, she was and she had an awareness of the unconscious or the subconscious. And also she had this sense of intuition related to the card. That's a clue that there's something more. The hierophant takes it a step further. We begin to look at the concept of spirituality, religion, and the various different beliefs that may be out there. Also, this is a good time with the Hierophant for us to sort of remind ourselves that even though there are uh, types of spirituality and different kinds of religions and faiths, somehow the rider weight deck makes use of multiple different types of faiths and beliefs. In order to bring them together into a single card. I think this has great symbolism um, when it comes to the Rider Waite deck. The question is out there, who's right? Which religion is right? Which faith is right? Which spiritual belief is right? Or are they all right? With that question in mind, let's take a look at the Hierophant card. The fifth major Akana card in the Rider-Waite deck is the Hierophant. The immediate significance of the Hierophant card is the progression it represents in the Fool's journey from secular dominance towards a knowledge attained from within the spiritual realm. Now, you'll remember that the Emperor is often considered to be the ruler of the material world. Well, that is what we mean by the secular dominance. That's about as far as you can get when it comes to dominating your material environment. But what if you want something that goes beyond that? And that's where the Hierophant comes in. Now, the Hierophant is historically a reference to the power, position, and the dignity of the Pope during the 15th and the 16th centuries. Unquestionably, believed to be God's human representative on earth, the papal influence over royalty, military and politics was a key aspect of the Italian Renaissance period. The Hierophant draws from a non-secular wisdom, pontification and travels beyond the emperor's command of earth into an aspiration of spirituality, which is quite young in the Hierophant card. The Hierophant's position within the fool's journey is yet to encounter the healing power of the soul so while it may include elements of wisdom and kindness it may also present elements of superficiality, dogma and ostentation. So what are our first impressions of the Hierophant card? And a- An apolistic figure stands between two grey columns. His left hand holds a gold scepter and his right hand is raised in a blessing for two worshippers who kneel before him. Behind this central figure is a simple grey headstone which partly obscures generally what's believed to be a white sky, even though it might appear as a pale gray in some cards. It really does depend on whether the card is a premium print or just the classic print. That's what I've found over the years. In the upright position, the Hierophant represents guidance and the path towards greater learning. Also, religion, spirituality, government, prominence, and influence. It's generally considered to be the highest form of government, spirituality, and religion. In the reverse position, the Hierophant represents ulterior motives, rejecting established ideas, rebelliousness, and expulsion. It's sort of about being renegade against the establishment. So let's take a look at some of the symbols within the Hierophant. The solid gray fixtures, such as the headstone and the columns, they are neutral and represent a neutrality and a tolerant. You can tell by the grey colour, but that may also represent indifference. They also provide uh, security and stability in the stone structure element. The red and blue robes uh, denote energy, passion, but may also represent indifference and idolisation. the papal crown and also the three cross scepter are uh, symbols of God's highest representative on earth. You may notice when you take a look at this card, there are lots of v-shapes in the card. Can you see v and v and v? And V, there are lots of V's in this card, card, including the gesture of the right hand of this papal figure. The V shapes represent exemplary qualities. So, uh, for example, you know, the robes, the crossed keys, the column designs, the neckline of the robe, the pointed fingers, uh, the points in the crown. It's all about being exemplary and standing above others, and being closer to one's creator or closer to God. You'll also notice, as clever as the right away deck is, the number five is also a V shape. Now, these two worshippers have shaved heads, and what that represents is an openness to receive God's message or an openness to god you'll also notice that there are roses and lilies and we've seen those roses and lilies in a previous card so i'll leave it for you to recall which one that was it was the magician <laughs> just as a little clue <laughs> they represent um white the white and red represent purity and truth and also passion. Now this papal gesture carries more meaning as well. The gesture of pointing two fingers towards heaven and two fingers towards hell represents a blessing but also with a caveat warning. The crossed keys are the keys to the kingdom of heaven that were given to St. Peter by Jesus, according to the Bible, Matthew 16, 19. Now, the reason why I mentioned that the sky is symbolized to be a white sky, it can also be a gray sky or a gray-white sky. And the gray-white is probably the most accurate of all of the sky colors to put here. It represents a starting point, an emptiness and a blindness. Now the blindness is about um, being indifferent or being without bias more than anything. But it can also be about believing in something you have no evidence of. The emptiness feature of the gray white sky is, uh, it represents, just like we've stated, a starting point. The Hierophant is about is about having a knowledge of and creating a structure around something that you can't prove, but also just having a structure because it provides a stability to those who are captured within that structure. So the general principle is that there is safety in having boundaries and rules that everyone understands equally and can all fall back on. It's sort of, it creates a bit of a form and a continuity that goes, uh, when it comes to government and also about spirituality. And also when it comes to religion, it's also a structured stepping, uh, stone when it comes to traveling down the path of acquired knowledge. Now, there are symbols within the Hierophant that also appear in other major Arcana cards so that we can learn the consistent valuation of those symbols. The red robes appear in the Magician, the Emperor and Justice. The Lilies and Roses, as I gave the game away earlier, also appear in the Magician. (laughs) I can't keep a secret. And the crown appears in various forms in the high priestess, the emperor, the empress, the chariot, strength, justice, and the tower. Now it's important not to get the crown mixed up with a laurel wreath. They are two different things. The crown is made of gold. So if you were to ask me, what I believe an overall theme to the Hierophant card might be. I would say, you possess the key to proclaim all that is sacred. To unlock the door, you must first accept with an open heart and settle yourself within a pattern of recognisable truths. So that was a description of the Hierophant. Did you notice that in the High Priestess card, the Rider-Waite deck takes um, license with a lot of different types of faiths and religions to be able to illustrate one point, and that is that there's something beyond what we know in our conscious mind. And that appears in lots of different symbolism, ranging from Chinese symbolism to Christianity, Christianity, Judaism, and other types of faiths and spiritual beliefs. But the Hierophant card seems to focus on what appears in the Bible. Now that's not because preferential treatment is given to the Bible. What I was taught when I was learning tarot, and what I believe, is it's to make a point about what the Hierophant and the definitions of the card are all about. It's about Picking a faith of some kind to help you to organize your understanding of what it is that may exist, but keeping in mind that everyone is different and the perceptions and understandings and faith and beliefs of people may differ. It doesn't necessarily mean that one is right or one is wrong, but in order to truly understand the concept of what you believe it needs to be ordered and organized in some way. And that's the reason why the Hierophant exists. It's to be able to create a structure around belief so that people who have a common sense of what is can congregate together, exchange ideas, and do it within a boundary of what exists within their area of belief. So people who follow the Islamic faith Will have a common understanding of Islamic principles. Those that have a a general spirituality which is non-denominational may be able to congregate and find people with a similar belief and create structure there. There may be those that believe in the form of government and the judiciary, for example, and legislation and they congregate together with their rules and boundaries. And then you have Christianity, which happens to be the one that is represented in the Hierophant. However, I believe it's represented as an example, that a structure of some kind is what helps to um, govern the principles that that are captured within that belief. And also it provides standards to which people are, Uh, encouraged to live their lives and that the highest form or the person on the material world who is highest or has the closest relationship with the creator sets an exemplary example of what that standard is and that's what's represented in that card. Thank you very much for joining me in today's episode. This is just the beginning of our journey. If you'd like to see me put my knowledge of tarot into practice, um, you can always subscribe to the Ellie Dreams and Under channel on YouTube. I air a brand new video every day of the year, and I cover a wide variety of topics, including US politics, world affairs, the unexplained, mysteries, and also personal readings. I also take requests. If you're enjoying this method of learning and want to stay up to date on any new episodes that are airing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And that way you'll be notified every time a new episode comes to air. In the meantime, take care.